0: Hi everyone and welcome to Equine in Theory. I'm so excited to start this new chapter and I really can't wait to get rolling and produce some great content for you all. I hope you all got a great kick out of it and enjoy the show. I am in no means a professional equestrian nor am I a professional podcaster as you will probably tell as I'm quite nervous and I may stuff up throughout this being a turn of the episode one so please don't kill me. <laughs> if you don't already know me by my Instagram page, Taylor C Eventing, my name is Taylor and my horse is Zazie. You can also find this podcast's Instagram page at Equine in Theory on Instagram. So if you want to go give that a like, pause this podcast and you go and do that. <laughs> For our opening episode, we are going to be talking about Zazi, Zazubla Seat already started, and I how we came together, that didn't make sense, through a really twisted and long story that you'll hear all about on this episode. So let's start. <laughs> My riding route start when my mum would take me for pony rides at Parkworks back in the day. If you're too young to know what Parkworks is, it was this huge market. Mum and I would go like once a week when I was about four years old to do grocery shopping and my mum would always let me do the pony rides there. Oh my God, burp. When I was about seven years old, both my parents would take me trail riding like once in a blue moon and since then I was literally begging my parents for riding lessons. It wasn't until I was about 11 years old that I started writing lessons at our local writing school, and I remember it was just so surreal to me, and I knew that I would just wanted to keep writing and keep coming back every day, and of course I couldn't. <laughs> During the time that I was writing, I was also really invested in netball and had more of a focus on netball as I was pursuing it more as a career at the time, which is pretty hard to believe, I know. I had actually stopped writing altogether, I know, shocker because I had made it into a really good netball team and I had to make a choice and I ended up choosing netball which actually took a huge gap of not riding for about three years but when I originally started riding lessons back in 2011 I was riding for a good two years before I decided to choose netball over the horses which looking back now I Yep, I definitely regret because my nipple career was very short lived after getting into that really good nipple team. <laughs> so, fast forward to 2017, I was at school and I was just really missing the horses and I just really wanted to get back into it. So, October of 2017, I went back to riding, but at a different riding school because my childhood riding school had no vagueness at the time and I was really upset by that. But the new riding school, are you confused yet, was still local, which was great. <laughs> I remember my first lesson there, and I just fell in love again with the horses and the feeling I felt being under saddle. The experience there was great, and I spent a good two months getting there, weeking, wow. I spent a good two months there getting weekly lessons. I'm going to roll for my first episode. Mum and I then took a real random drive to my childhood riding school just for a visit only to then have my first lesson back booked with them. I was also so happy to see that the horses I grew up learning on were still there too and as you can imagine, I got straight back on one of them on my first lesson back there. So now in the new year of 2018, the instructor, the instructor, instructor, I started with has now ended up being a really good friend of mine and as our lessons progressed so did our friendship she told me that she brought two horses from the RSPCA at that time one of them being Zazie so yes Zazie was my friend's horse and I had met her through her she picked me up from my house one day and we went to where she had adjusted the two horses at the time and I had my very first ride on Zara after that day i didn't see Zara till like a year later. (laughs) So it was only like a first impression for me. (laughs) I was still riding though and continued riding for a couple more months at the riding school until my actual schooling had started back. So in 2018 I started a track riding course and that was full-time. And as the course progressed throughout the year, I was riding a few horses a day, three days a week. At the start, it was riding in our school arena, and then in the spring, riding in the arena turned into riding on the track that we had at school, which was really nice to have. So I wasn't really riding general equestrian for a majority of the year, but I must say during that year of track riding, and side note, I am in no means a track rider, and I do not work for a racing stable, track riding at the moment, but... <laughs> um, Riding these off-the-track thoroughbreds in this track riding course really boosted my confidence. So by the time that I was ready to trial out different horses, when the time came for me to buy them, I knew that I was being equipped with the skills, and I'd already really been on those horses that were a bit flighty, (laughs) and I was able to handle them, which was again, it was a great experience and great knowledge to have under my belt to have for my first horse. Jumping into 2019 now, I got a message from my friend that owned Zazie. She told me that she was sick and wasn't able to ride and had asked me to work both horses while she couldn't. And, of course, without hesitation, I said yes because it, it felt like that I had these two horses to myself, which, in know, hein- really I did, but um, they weren't mine. <laughs> so I was working both her horses, which included Zazie. I was trying to get up to the adjustment as much as I could because even though Oh, my God, guys, burp again, sorry. I had just got my license and I had to share the car with my mum and had to work around her work schedule, which got frustrating at times, but, you know, we got there. She got her own car now, we got there, we're good. Volkswagen's mine. (laughs) About a month had passed now and I was still working the horses. My friend had let me know that she had decided she wanted to sell Zazie but keep the other horse. And I was in no position to buy a horse of my own. And to be honest at the time, I hadn't even given it a thought to even buy Zara. I was just enjoying being able to look after both horses and ride them without obviously having the huge responsibility of paying for them. But, I mean, I was saving to buy a horse anyways, but yet again I never thought of buying Zara, which is just crazy to think right now. (laughs) During this time I'd also received an email from work saying that our company's budget had been blown and there was a huge reduction in ships indefinitely, so that wasn't fun at all and I was out of work for a good two months or so so no income guys for two months and I was going to buy a horse nice the more I had got to know Zara the more she grew on me and my friend and I had come to an agreement that I was going to be Zara's owner from the start of the following month so this was back in April 2019 in April 2019 I was actually going to be in Brisbane for my cousin's birthday but we still came to an agreement that I was going to take Zazie on from the first of May So fast forwarding again, I'd come back from Brisbane only to find out that not only Zara, but the other horse was sold. (laughs) Honestly, I was a little disappointed, but I just thought it wasn't meant to be. So really, I just saved the money I already had for my future horse and just went on with my daily life and my riding lessons at my riding school. Now, one night I was at my boyfriend's brother's house for his sister-in-law's birthday, and I'd received a message on Facebook from one of the girls that I'd become good friends with at the adjustment. She sent me two photos, one of Zara and one of the other horse. And you guys, these photos were Echuga sales ads that were posted on the Chuka sales ad uh, website, I know, crazy. I was absolutely devastated for both Zara and the other horse because I knew the fate that they could possibly end up in. I just thought worst case scenario and I messaged both my parents straight away. My mum called me and I honestly just started crying because I knew I could only save one of them. I chosen Zara because even though I spent a lot of equal time with both horses, Zara was definitely the one that I connected with most. She was definitely special to me. The other horse was a lot younger than Zazu and I just didn't know how to properly retrain a horse as young as her. If only if I could have saved both, I 100% would have. Like, don't get me wrong, I definitely would have. But I did find something special with Zara and she was also just more established for me at the time because I just had no – if I knew then what I know now about training young horses, well, then I definitely would have saved both. As I still wasn't back at work either, I was just thinking of ways to earn money quick, so I started a GoFundMe page and I'd explained my story to everyone at the time with Zara and I ended up raising $600. I couldn't believe it on this GoFundMe campaign – I was just so incredibly grateful for everyone's donation and contribution. I was convinced that that would have been enough to win an auction, like 600 bucks. Like, come on, I don't sales. Come on. I know sometimes there's quality horses there, but for a thoroughbred that's also an RSPCA case and isn't really educated, like, I thought $600 would have been a perfect amount of money. Um, now, come auction day, because I couldn't be there, I had to place an absentee bid over the phone. And I also had a friend that was there with her flow just in case we had won. And she was also there to buy horses, so she was kind enough to keep me updated for when Zara had come out, which was apparently around 1 p.m. in the afternoon. I was so nervous, and when 1 p.m. came around, I was just waiting for an update, but about 10 minutes past 1 had gone by and there was still no update. Then I got a message from my friend saying, Taylor, I don't think you've won the auction. So I called the lady that runs the auctioning, and she told me that I lost Zara's auction by 20. (laughs) I lost I lost Zara by $20 that day I was so crushed I just I couldn't believe it but I knew that not just anyone would have paid $620 for and she was hopefully going to a good forever home so again I just thought it wasn't meant to be and I was upset I may have yeah I may have been upset but I just went on with my day until later on that night I got a message on Instagram from the stable vet at my riding school saying that she saw these two girls post a photo of Zara in this group page and they were the ones that brought her from Echuca that day, but they they couldn't keep her. They only brought her to save her and she asked if I was still interested in Zara. And I just could not believe this luck and now I I was 100% sure that it was meant to be for this horse to be mine and I just couldn't I just couldn't believe the luck again guys. <laughs> so of course immediately I replied saying yes and she sent me the contact number for this girl. My mum and I called her and I was literally crying over the phone. My mum had to continue the conversation for me because I just I couldn't believe it. These two girls were absolutely amazing looking after Zara for me whilst I got everything ready for her here in Melbourne because these girls lived closer to Ballarat, which was a fair far away from Melbourne, if you know Victoria. <laughs> So the next day I wasted no time and I went, I called so many people and I went to see different adjustments to see which one would suit us most. I bought her feed, her hay, her gear, groom kit, literally everything you can think of for your basic startup horse pack. (laughs) The girls and I kept in contact during this time too and when I told them everything was set here in Melbourne, that's when we pretty much set a time and a date. They were also so incredibly kind to float Zara down too. I was so grateful for that, and I told them that I would be paying for their petrol money because, yet again, if you know Victoria, Ballarat is a fair far away from Melbourne. <laughs> the day that Zara came, I was at work, and which means that I, I got called back into work which was very, very good. Um, So I was earning money again, which, again, was awesome. And then after work, I'd gone home and made sure everything was packed and ready in my little Volkswagen Golf (laughs) so I could go straight from home to set up as Zara was coming home that night. My parents and my boyfriend were so awesome helping me and waiting for Zara too. So guys, Zara came on Sunday, the 30th of June, at around 8.30pm, and that was one of the happiest moments of my life, just knowing I was reunited with this horse, and she had for sure found her forever home with me. So when she came off the float, I was just in tears of joy. She was real frazzled, obviously not knowing where she was, and of course it was pitch black at night, non-daylight savings. I took her to the tie-ups, gave her some hay, popped her brand new pajama rug on <laughs> and just thought, I'll let her set up for the night and I'll give her a good look over in the morning. I couldn't have thanked the girls enough for one, saving Zara, two, keeping her at her property and looking after her till I had everything sorted here, three, and for making the journey with Zara back down to Melbourne. They, they were just incredible. And I thank absolutely everyone Everyone's contribution, especially on that GoFundMe campaign that contributed and donated their time and their money to help make this possible. I'll forever be grateful because I've really got a one in a million horse. So, yeah, guys, that pretty much wraps up the story of Zazi and I. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did recording it. Once again, I just thank everyone involved with bringing Zara home. She's a very special horse to me, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for us. On a final note, Stay tuned for the next episode and I hope you're all having a great morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are. Bye.